This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. It is great to be with you on Fox Sports Las Vegas, Angels Radio, Los Angeles, ESPN Richmond, ESPN Charlotte, ESPN South Jersey, The Game Orlando, Real Sports Atlanta, and 107.5 Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Our guest this week is Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry. You'll hear from him coming up, but I'm going to get, we're going to have a, a personal story because I put this out there on social media last weekend, and boy, was I surprised. Not surprised, but overwhelmed, I think, is the word that uh, I should use. And it, I kind of, here's the whole story about what went down and what led me to do this. And last week, we talked about actually some of the trades in the NFL. Russell Wilson went to Denver. Carson Wentz went from Indianapolis to Washington. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Oh, and by the way, Tom Brady's coming back. Are we going to talk about Brady? (laughs) Yes, yes, Tom Brady. And and as you said, you now have reason to watch football again. I do. I now am back to watching football again. For at least one more season. I retired just like You retired with Tom. Yeah, and then now I unretired, and I'm going to watch again, and I might end up going to a game. Yeah, for the no, first I'm going to. I'm going to take you guys. There's going to be a game yeah, that excited. I'm just going to not. I'm not going to cover that game. I'll yeah. do a column at night or something. Whatever, we'll work it out. Yeah. And I want to take you and the girls to the game because I got to see sports through their eyes. And when I told them that Tom's unretiring, they oh, the reaction was so. It was cute. precious. Yeah. It was precious. I yeah. I love that they were so excited because they were so disappointed. And that was great. But I want to go back to what happened uh, last week. Carson gets traded from Indianapolis to Washington. And then a couple days later, he's at an event that he's speaking at a school. And he shared his his thoughts about the trade, his reaction about the trade. And, and that was posted on the AO1 Foundation. Uh, I found it right away on their Instagram. I'm sure it might have been somewhere else, too. So I posted, this is what Carson said about the trade, and it was him saying that it was he was looking at it from God saying, hey, it's time for you to move somewhere else. I'm putting you somewhere else. Go, go serve in Washington, and it doesn't matter how many touchdowns I throw, he said, and it doesn't matter who I throw them to or, or what, because ultimately it's about serving the Lord. So I just posted that. And let me tell you, the hate the vitriol, the venom directed at him and some indirectly and then some sent to me at the same time because they know I know Carson and I've supported him throughout and I've always dispelled the false narratives and everything else that's put out there that's bogus, but people love to hate on Carson Wentz, especially Eagles fans. It was vicious. It was so vicious that I finally, for the first time, I had never done this. I've been on Twitter since whenever it came out. I had never hit that you can actually restrict replies so people can't reply. Right. Right. You can post something. I'd never done that before. I finally said, I'm done. I don't want anyone else to reply to this. It doesn't mean they can't quote tweet it and still say something nasty and vicious. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I finally, I finally did that. It was the first time I did it. And, and really no matter how often that I receive nasty, ignorant messages like these, and this is what I posted the next day, it's really never easy. And, And this time, uh, it was it was at the point where reading these awful comments 
it used to bother me and I would allow it to affect me, my life with you and the kids at home because I'd lose sleep over it sometimes. I'd take time away from you guys. We'd be sitting there trying to watch a movie together and I'm on my phone or we'd be doing something and I'm on my phone and I'm reading or I'm thinking about responding. I'm letting it eat at me. And I I finally decided to start using the block button and the mute button before I finally used restrict. So I've been blocking and muting now since December 2020, like at record pace. You say one thing, bye. Done. I'm either you're blocked if it's if you're cursing at me, you're blocked. If uh, it's something else, you're just they're muted. And, and I did it for my own mental health, but for me, it's still like a struggle because here's what I will. And you and I talked a little bit about this. I'm torn because sometimes I respond with love. I, I, I that's the only way I'll ever respond because I'm not going to be a jerk back to people. Mm-hmm. But I'm torn between responding with love and continuing to mute block and and restrict to serve my own preserve my own sanity and and I feel like sometimes I want to I feel like can I change somebody's heart by saying something and that's where my struggle lies that's where I, I struggle hey do I try and change someone's heart or do I preserve my own sanity so I put this out there and I told everyone hey my passion you all know my purpose is sharing my testimony with the world and it doesn't make me look better but I, I do it because I, I know that there's people out there who do this who have anger who have hate who have pain who have suffering in their heart it's gonna it could help somebody and I know it's helped people along the way and that's what this show's all about we launched it five years ago because our mission's to, to point people to Jesus through sports so they can find peace and they can find real joy and real value. So I I put all this out there and I I did it on social media and and I finished with, I wanted to encourage people that when you feel the way I feel sometimes, it's the enemy trying to deter you from serving, from doing kingdom work, but he'll use anybody. He'll even use the Twitter trolls to come at you, but don't let them win. The enemy's always trying to prevent us from fulfilling our purpose. And even though the road is difficult and it's filled with ridicule, don't let him win because Jesus always wins. So that was my point. I put it out there and, and I was trying to encourage people. And instead, what I got back was an outpouring of support, of encouragement, of people praying for me, of people sending me Bible verses, uh, of people reaching out to say, we got your back, we're supporting you. And I didn't even intend it that way. What I intended to use as encouragement for others turned out to be an incredible source of encouragement for me. So I, I want to thank everyone who who reached out, and I hope through this show today that maybe my original message also gets through is we should never let the enemy derail us from our purpose and you're right it's it's a really fine line and you never know sometimes if you're gonna play it safe you're not gonna get attacked and if you're gonna put yourself out there and share the gospel you're gonna get attacked i mean jesus got attacked so Mm -hmm. we're gonna get attacked as well um sometimes it's sometimes it's just so hard to engage like i don't know how you do it i don't engage i just literally well, first of all, I don't even go on Twitter because it really annoys me. Well, it's a cesspool so, of toxicity. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I go on. You're smart. I go on there a little bit, but not so much. I but have yeah, to because like, it's work. Well, yeah. It's, it's and I sports, totally understand. NFL, you know, that's why I do it. Otherwise, I would never. Yeah, I absolutely cannot stand it. I think it's just, I don't know why, like, the people on there are very interesting. They Vicious. just, yeah, they, they come at you all kind of way and they just don't care if you're hurt or not. I mean, I've got my fair share when we were doing TV, oh. but um, 
<laughs> but it just didn't really let it get to me. It's, it's weird, but then don't let it really get to you because there's no point. I mean, yeah. you just you have to go into this with the same mentality as all these players. You know, they just share the gospel and get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't. Like I highly doubt they sit there no. and and respond. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the thing. They just need to share the gospel and get out. Like yeah. use the platform for what it needs to be. Use it the right way and get out. Like I don't think engaging is the right way to do things, but sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you're like the comeback gives you the satisfaction for a second, but then it eats at you for the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't do the comeback, but the reason yeah. sometimes I no, even I read, come back with a good with yeah, a good intended and, and, like, and I engage sometimes because there's so there's here's the thing like there's so many that are positive. There's so many that are very supportive and encouraging and appreciative of what I do, but you know this, it's always the, the loud, angry, vicious, mean that sticks in your mind. And, and, And that's why I've, I'm learning and I'm trying and I'm blocking and muting and restricting. And if I don't get back to people out there who say nice things, I apologize. I always do appreciate it. And there's so many who, who do reach out. You said about Jesus being hated. Yeah. I mean, Matthew 10, 20, there's so many Bible verses, but Matthew 10, 22, I'll point one of those out. You'll be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Jesus himself said, um, at one time, and it's one of my favorite Bible verses. If the world hates you, remember it, it hated me first. Right. And and I say all this, and I'm also like reluctant and, and kind of like feel a little uneasy about it because all of this is nothing compared to people who, even still to this day in 2022, get persecuted for being Christians. Like Twitter hate is nothing compared to that. And, and I'm not even trying to put compare the situation it's not even similar to you going to church in egypt and worrying about your safety so yeah like i I know there's so much so many more and we're blessed that we're freely able to do this right we are and you know what we just gotta take the good leave the bad don't worry about it too much don't let it get to you pray about it when stuff like that happens just pray about it and let the holy spirit just help you center you uh, and connect you back to Christ and the mission and not those people. Because that's what the enemy wants to, to do. Wants you to just always focus on the negative. Yeah. So Because that's the thing. He's just trying to tire you down so you stop. That's exactly right. You know? He's trying to wear you down. Wear don't you let, down. And I look at it as a battle with him. And don't let the enemy prevent you. This is my this is my hope today is don't let the enemy prevent you from fulfilling your purpose just because the road is going to be difficult and it's going to be filled with ridicule at times. Up next, you're going to hear from Derek Henry. You're listening to Faith on a Field show presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. We have operations all over the world rescuing people from slavery. Because today there are criminals who abuse children, sell girls. How old is she? 12, how much? 30, and force families into slavery. 
criminals prey on the easiest target, the world's poor, because they expect no one to defend them. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. We are called International Justice Mission. And together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed, until they are free. Each year, we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve. This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. You can find every episode since we launched in 2017. We're coming up on our five-year anniversary next month. We've had an incredible, awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there when they're a little bit longer than we can do right here on radio. Be sure also you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Faith on the Field, and tell a friend or two about the show. We also love to hear your messages if you reach out to us. Uh, Keep on doing that. Love the encouragement and the support. I want to take a minute to thank our awesome sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission and Heritage's Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is, as we've said all along, we want to be on a sports radio station in every state. So if you don't have a business to advertise on, but you want to help the ministry grow, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. Our guest this week is Tennessee Titans running back Derek Henry. Derek is a two-time Pro Bowl pick. He was the 2020 AP Offensive Player of the Year. He was also a first-team All-Pro that season. And last year in 2021, he was on his way to having an incredible year before he got hurt. But still, he ran for 937 yards and 10 touchdowns. He only played eight games before he broke his foot. He did come back for the playoffs. The Titans were the number one seed but lost in their first playoff game. Derek is the epitome of a workhorse back. In six seasons in the league, he has 1,401 carries for 6,797 yards and 65 touchdowns. He's also got a bunch of catches. 
I sat down with Derek at the Super Bowl. I had to shorten the interview a little bit because part of the conversation is dated. We talked about the game itself, but here is the remaining portion of that interview. Here's my conversation with Derek Henry. Derek, how you feeling first off? I know you, you got a piece of steel in your foot, right? Yeah, so how, yeah. how's that feel? Uh, um, far as far as me, I, I feel great. Um, my foot, the plate and screws are, uh, are still in there. My foot never be the same, but it happens in this game. And, um, you know, you just evolve. How tough was that for you to have to miss? Yeah, you were on pace for incredible season uh-huh. and you still had a phenomenal year, even uh-huh. though you missed so many games. How tough was it for you to have to sit out? The team still got the number one seed, yeah, yeah. but just to watch. And did it give you a different perspective? Uh, yeah, it was very tough because that's the first time that I've had a significant injury during the season. I missed a lot of games, so it was it was challenging. It was tough, but I had my daughter and my girl to uh, keep me keep keep me going, keep my spirits up, and um, you know, just attacking the rehab and recovery process each and every day. But it was definitely tough. It was definitely challenging. You got to see the game from different aspects, watching um, each and every week. And I was just glad to get back as fast as I could. From a team standpoint, how disappointing was it? You do get that bye. You do get the number one seed. You're yes. able to come back, and then you guys fall short. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough because we had everything in front of us. You know, the Super Bowl was going to Nashville. We mm-hmm. uh, went in the uh, division around, and unfortunately, we didn't. You know, we had high expectations, and we didn't meet the expectations, and we didn't play, you know, as well as we should have as a team. And individually, I'm sure a lot of guys feel that way. And just coming up short, it definitely stings, and it still stings. And, you know, all you can do is use this fuel and motivation going into next season. Mike Vrabel got a contract extension, knowing mm. that he's going to be there. He's the guy, and he was just announced as coach of the year last yes. night. The AP gave him that award. How good does it feel to know at least you have stability at the top? There's a lot of teams that go through a lot of change. Yeah, it's just, it's it's great to know he got his he's he, he got his recognition that you know he definitely deserved winning coach of the year with everything that happened this year with all the injuries and still getting the number one seed and you no know, guys going out there and playing at a high level each and every year and he's come in and um, helped change the culture and um. You know, getting guys prepared every day. He's played the game at a high level, so he knows the the, the, the ins and out. And you know, he studies and he works hard each and every week to get us prepared. The way the season ended, there's a lot of criticism that comes upon Ryan Tannehill. Always, and, and you know, quarterback and the coach. If things go well, they get a lot of credit. If not, they get a lot of criticism. Hmm. Uh, as a teammate of Ryan. How do you feel about the criticism he gets? Is it fair? And how much support do you show for him? Yeah, no, it's not a one man sport. You know, we all take we all take part in how we played as a team. So it's not it's, it's not just him. I could have played better. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of guys feel like they could have played better. And there's a lot of things we could have did. We could have did different. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Ryan's a great player. He never gets too down on himself. You know, he always, you know, stays in the middle and um, take – everything for for what it is and you know we all support him I know that the people in the organization support him you know and all you can do is get come back better from it and let it fuel you you know and and, and not get down I'm sure Ryan he's not down at all he's ready to attack and um work hard and get ready to go for next season Derek I know you're here on behalf of Old Spice so mm-hmm. what's your flavor I had a few other guys who okay there you go lavender mint I'm, a, I'm definitely a lavender guy. You know, I feel like the lavender, you can never go wrong with lavender, um, <laughs> especially with the uh, Old Spice Gentleman's Blend. Um, it smells good. The deodorant's uh, long-lasting. Have body wash that has an amazing scent. And then the blend, that's good for your skin as well. So if you want to smell good, you want to be fresh and it lasts long, Old Spice Men's Blend. You got any more cool commercials coming out that you're involved in? I, I know you did one last year. It, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I love that one. Hopefully we can cook something up um, uh, upcoming this, uh, this next year because that last one definitely was a hit. A last thing I want to ask you, and I, it's something I appreciate about you because I, I, I talked to you about it before with the huh. cross that you put on your face. Yeah. Now you got the cross there. 
There's my mask. What's I like that. that. What's, that's that what's, mean? what's that mean to you, man? That's what's up. Um, I always uh, feel connected to God. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without the man upstairs. So me putting that cross on his face, that's a, just an extra recognition um, to the man upstairs. And um, I could put God first in everything that I do. And, um, and I wouldn't be where I am without him. Appreciate you, Derek. Thank you, man. Sir, appreciate you. That was Derek Henry. And that's it for this week. Thank you to Derek. Thank you to Doug Horton, Pastor Scott Foreman, and everyone on our Faith on the Field show team. By the way, I want to shout out Josh Lyles, who has helped us with video over uh, the past year. He does a great job, and, and Josh is a great dude. You've heard me mention him before, but the other day when I posted about the negative reaction on Twitter and all of those nasty comments, Josh sent me a text at like 10.30 at night. It was a Sunday night, and he just said, hey, man, are you awake? I, I want to pray for you, and of course I was because me and the girls and, and Remy were always up a little bit later, and I, I called him, and he prayed for me right there on the phone, and we always say, Right, We always tell people, hey, I'm going to pray for you, and we always have someone, and throughout the day, sometimes it's on social media, somebody posts something, hey, I'm going to pray for you, I'm going to pray for you, and, and it's just a, a reminder to do it right then and there, and, and you don't necessarily have to do it that way, but we all need someone like Josh in our life who reaches right out and says, hey, I'm going to call you, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray over you, and do it right there in that moment on that spot, and I, I just really appreciated that, and I really appreciated everyone who, who reached out, uh, the post that I, that I put up there, as I said earlier, it was intended to inspire and encourage people out there and, and remind you that, hey, you're going to get ridicule, you're going to get hate, you're going to hear um, people when you step out in faith who are going to come back come at you and, and try and derail you from your path, but don't let it stop you from your purpose. And as it, it ended up, as I said, it turned out into so many people reaching out and, and showing support and saying, hey, we got your back. We're behind you. Keep doing. Don't let this stop you. And, and it's always surprising to, from some of the people who you do hear from, maybe somebody like I heard from from former classmates, 34. 35 years ago or yeah probably about that time right when I was in grade school so it was it was really cool but uh, I I just want to say thank you to Josh and and thank you for everyone and thank you for listening to Faith on the Field show presented by International Justice Mission for Remy I'm Rob Motti reminding you make a difference be a blessing today over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. We have operations all over the world rescuing people from slavery. Because today there are criminals who abuse children, sell girls. How old is she? 12. How much? 30. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. And force families into slavery. Criminals prey on the easiest target, the world's poor, because they expect no one to defend them. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. We are called International Justice Mission. 
together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed. Until they are free. Each year we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.